ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Baker Mayfield is out here talking and... I don't know if it's such a good thing. This is ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas. We are taking you up until 7 p.m. Eastern. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us at AmberW790 at HDouglas83. You can also always join the conversation as well at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. So Baker Mayfield is out here talking, Harry Douglas. He was on the YNK podcast giving his side of the story. I know it's something that you take issue with more so than I do, but let's go ahead and unpack some of the things that Baker said. First and foremost, he said he felt disrespected by the Cleveland Browns after they traded for Deshaun Watson. Here was Baker Mayfield. I feel disrespected 100%. Because I was told one thing, and they completely did another. When I wasn't performing on the field, that's when it really started going downhill. Then when it started hindering my play, and that's when I started losing my own self-confidence and just losing myself. This past year was rough. I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. And see, and watch, watch them crumble. Do you have any idea where you're going to land? Oh, man. This would have been about a week and a half ago, I would have said Indianapolis. Um... Seattle, I mean, probably be the most likely option. Mm-hmm. But even then, I, I just, I'm ready for the next chapter. Baker Mayfield uh, has is making what about thirty three million dollars over four years. So, listen, if Baker wants to give me thirty three million dollars, he can show it to my cubicle and he can boo me all day, every day. Harry Douglas, that is something I will absolutely sign up for. The reality is, of course, that because you're an unusual. A profession and because you get compensated like that and because a bunch of people are buying jerseys with your names on the back of them you're not sitting in a cubicle and because of all of that yes you do get booed it's one of the downsides of your job but man if I don't tell you I would imagine Harry Douglas can confirm there is a whole lot of upsides to your job as well the rest of what he said though felt honest to me the rest of what he said I don't have a huge problem with but I don't like this idea that Baker's out here comparing his situation to frankly, you know, the every man situation because you just aren't every man. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll tell you this Baker is scheduled to make how much money this year, Amber? What, 17, 18 million, right? His cap 17, 18 million dollars, right? Do you think anybody really gives a damn about Baker going on these podcasts saying how he feels? Just being honest, do you think people care? I don't think people care, but I do think that this is why Baker's doing it. First of all, I think Baker feels the need to come out here and tell his side of the story. I'm going to start giving you yes and no questions. Yes and no answer. Lawyers don't answer yes and no questions. We don't answer leading questions. Do you think people think Absolutely, we do not. You do not let people bully you into yes or no questions. That is what opposing counsel (laughs) is trying to do, Harry Douglas. And you talk around it if you are the witness. And I am the witness right now, and I am witnessing Baker Mayfield getting a lot of heat, taking a lot of smoke 
over the last couple of months where I do think the narrative around Baker has kind of spun out of control where, the, you know, he's not a leader and, and the Browns have to trade for an adult. So they trade for the guy with 22 pending civil actions against him. And, and there's a lot that has been piled on Baker Mayfield. There's already concerns about Baker Mayfield based on his play coming off of this season. I don't know if all the piling on top of that, frankly, has been necessary. And so I think it has put Baker in a situation where he feels the need to defend himself. I'm not saying it's helpful, but I'm saying that's why he's doing it. Well, it's not helpful at all. Because I know a lot of owners. I know a lot of GMs. I know a lot of coaches. I know a lot of offensive coordinators. And what he's doing right now is not helping his case. Because Baker is not good. He's, he wants to play football right now. But continuously going on uh, on things and saying stuff about his situation in, in Cleveland, that's not helping. He came into the league talking too much. He's talking too much still at this point. And I love what Damian Woody said. Baker doesn't understand the business of football. Because, see, let me tell you what somebody taught me early on in my career. These people don't give a damn about your feelings. And the day you understand that is the day you're going to be better off as a football player in the National Football League. Okay, it's, I understand you felt disrespected. But that don't mean you got to tell the world. And one thing I would never do is go on a podcast as a quarterback that wants to be a starter and says and say, I lost my confidence. Like Sam Darnold being mic'd up and saying he's seen Ghost. I think Baker Mayfield. But you want a, a job in the National Sam Football Darnold, League? Though. Well, I think that's what he Listen. thinks he's trying to do is help himself get another job because I think he wants out helping. of Cleveland. They haven't traded he's him helping. yet. They need to lower their asking price and help get him moved. And part of that is going to be them absorbing that cap hit, that $18 million or whatever it is. So I think that that's what he's trying to do is help himself. I agree with you. I don't know if this is helpful, but he's trying to tell his side of the story. And I do understand the human inclination to want to tell your side of the story when it does feel like there's been a bit of a smear campaign around Baker Mayfield. Like Baker Mayfield is not the worst quarterback in the league. He's you, not even the worst quarterback help the starting job right now in the NFL. You want to know how he can help himself? You want to know how he can help himself? Go out there and perform on a football field. You can help yourself that way. Okay, but he's Don't gonna, throw 56 he's interceptions in since 2018. Yeah, but he had the four right years. Now have a, he's the a, number he's one pick overall. on their roster right now. He's the number one pick overall. The number one pick overall. Only four years ago. Yeah. And he's had four years, which is a long time when the average is only three in the National Football League. He had four years to not prove that himself. Position, it's then not he that. goes on the podcast and, and talks about, well, you know, I've had this many head coaches, this many coordinators. We, stop telling us stuff we already know. We already know that, Baker. You want to change the situation? Go out there and perform on the football field. Because, see, these owners and these GMs, this is a result business. They don't care nothing about all that, uh, the other nonsense. Are you helping this football team win games? That's what these owners and GMs care about. But you don't think Baker the GM Mayfield? is looking no. at this situation with Baker and recognizing you have had a different OC every single year, recognizing how much tumultuous uh, you know, stuff has happened within that Browns organization, and you don't think that a GM is, is possibly evaluating that as, hey, maybe Baker hasn't given us his full potential. Because that's really what – if you're trading for Baker at this point, you're trading for – potential right you're not trading for necessarily the production that you've seen certainly not from this season we have seen it in snippets from Baker Mayfield we have like the, in this season he was playing through injury and I think he harmed himself doing that and, and harmed the narrative surrounding him but I would think that some of the things he's saying about what has happened to him situation wise I understand nobody wants to hear excuses like I think that's ultimately what you're getting at at all 
Nobody wants to hear excuses and and particularly from professional athletes. But I think he's out here trying to explain why he didn't have the best season or why maybe his numbers don't look as consistent and, and good as they could. No one cares why. We can see why. Don't throw 56 interceptions in four years, which is the most in the National Football League by a quarterback since 2018. You can help your own case by going out there on the football field and performing because, see, he has had every opportunity to perform. You say he's been a starter for how many years? Four. He got drafted number one overall. Number one overall. But he did do some performing. I mean, we're not. it's not like it was four terrible years. <laughs> Amber, don't do this. Okay. I'm telling you, he don't did. I mean, they, he did do some performing here, and like they, you know, they've been in the playoffs with him and everything, and he's won in the playoffs. I, I do understand that Baker Mayfield is not. Uh, we're also coming off of a very down I'm sorry. season. They, they, they beat a depleting Ben Roethlisberger. Pittsburgh Steelers team. That's I'm fine, sorry. but the, the facts are the facts, right? I'm just saying. So like, why he yes. lead them to the Super Bowl like Joe Burrow did in Cincinnati last year? Why, why he didn't do that? So, so we talk about number one overall picks. Why didn't he do what Joe Burrow did so last the, year? I, now the, the year barometer, before? the barometer is Joe okay, Burrow. So, so we know, can apply that thing. to what three guys we, both, in the entire league? They're both for number one picks. They're both number one picks. That's true. You know how many number the one Cincinnati picks Bengals wasn't a good football team when Joe Burrow got drafted. The, the Cincinnati Bengals was Bengals wasn't a good uh, good football team when 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 Joe Burrow got drafted there. That's true. They were not they a good were. organization or a good team. That's why they got draft, That's why they drafted number one overall. Right. So I and mean, we just had the conversation for with Baker Zion. Mayfield. I'm just over him. I'm just over the excuses for Baker Mayfield. The man is number one overall pick. He didn't take advantage of the four years he was a starter. Do I think he's going to still play in the National Football League? Yes, I do. But the, the thing that, that burns me up about Baker is that he doesn't understand the ins and outs of the National Football League. And I'm pretty sure somebody has tried to tell him. Tried to tell him what? To stop talking? Yeah, put up and shut up. So the thing is with that, though, that I think is unusual maybe when it comes to Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield is a star, like a star star. In fact, call us right now. Triple eight, say ESPN. If you have thoughts on Baker Mayfield, 888-729-3776. Would you want Baker at the helm of your team? Baker Mayfield, Harry Douglas, not because of what he's done on the field given, but that dude, for some reason, rates that dude is a star. We can't stop talking about him here on ESPN radio because there is some Something about Baker Mayfield that draws that attention. And yes, he was a number one overall pick, but it goes beyond that. And he was that in college as well. He was always controversial, planting the flag, doing the whole bit. Baker Mayfield always brought that kind of attention. And I just think when you're talking about a guy like Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield could build an entire brand around himself. And in fact, he's done a lot of that with the commercials and everything else. And I don't know if it actually serves Baker Mayfield well to fade into the background and be quiet. Like it might serve him well at football circles, which is the perspective that you're bringing. But in life, I'm not sure that that's the way that Baker Mayfield maximizes his earning potential, frankly, because I think Baker Mayfield being out here makes him even more of a star. We continue to talk about it. We're leading the four o'clock hour with Baker Mayfield talk. I'm not sure any of that's bad for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but uh, but this is not the everyday world. We're talking about the National Football League. One of the things you come into the National Football League, right? You can't come in your rookie year and act like you've been in the league 10 years already. You just can't do that. There's a dude, there are ins and outs and do's and don'ts when it comes to the National Football League. You can't do that. So, and, and that's what Baker has done. 
So give us a call. The phone line's already blown up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next, we will get to your calls. This is Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Baker Mayfield says he feels disrespected by the Cleveland Browns. He said this on the YNK podcast that was released on Wednesday. He said that he was told one thing and that they did a completely another thing. So we are taking your calls on the Baker Mayfield saga. Triple eight say ESPN 888-729-3776. Justin is in Illinois. Justin, what's up? What are your thoughts on Baker? Hey guys, uh, Harry, I gotta agree with you, man. I, First, I've been a huge fan of yours since your college days. Even more of a fan of Louisville since they brought Pat Ivey in as a strength coach. Uh, but when it comes to Baker, man, we're, we're talking about Baker Mayfield more than we are about players that are actually doing something. I mean, it, it's time for him to either perform on the field or just shut up. I mean... He's not doing anything to help himself by going on social media and ranting about, oh, I've been disrespected. Well, what have you done to deserve respect? I mean, except complain. I mean, he did come into the league as the number one overall pick. So he did have respect when he came in. And frankly, Rit like I said, every day. it's not like he's been terrible all four years he's been in Cleveland. I mean, everyone's acting. I understand. Like, he hasn't won Super Bowls. Fine. But everyone's acting like Baker Mayfield hasn't ever shown us that he could be decent at all. And I don't quite know where that narrative is coming from. Listen, rent is due every day. Rent is due every day. I don't care if you're the number one pick, the number two pick, first rounder, second rounder, third rounder, seventh rounder, free agent. Rent is due every day. And Baker Mayfield thinks that because he played hurt, people owe him things. That's not how this business works. And the sooner he can understand how this business works, the better off he will be. That's why I continuously say, say this to young cats coming into the NFL today or any sport. The quicker you can understand the business of whatever sport that you're in and understand that your sport does not care anything about your feelings, the better off you will be in your career and the longer you will play in your sport as well. We are two years removed from Baker Mayfield, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, over 3,500 yards on 62.8% completion percentage at a 94 six almost rating. So it's not like everything ba- that was in 2020. Like it's not like everything Baker has done has been bad by any means. Let's check out Griffin. Griffin, you are in Ohio. How do you feel about Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Lifelong Browns fan here. I think Baker's delusional. I think his statistics don't warrant the re- respect that he's demanding from people. I think he, he the, players around him don't respect him. I think that the fact that not a single teammate came to defend his side throughout this entire process uh, says everything that you need to know. Um, and I think, um, you know, as good of a TV uh, commercial 
person that he is. He got that deal because Progressive has the naming rights to the Browns stadium in the first place. Okay, but Griffin, he is the best actor in, in the NFL. So I, I, that's not even uh, an argument. <laughs> that's not even an argument. He is the best actor in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I, I think that when it comes to the teammate thing, because people say that a lot. But Harry, I don't know what the argument is against trading. If we're just talking football. Again, just football. I want to be real clear here. But just football related. I don't know what the argument is against going with Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield. I mean, anybody can see that that's an upgrade. Baker even knows that that's an upgrade. So I don't know if there's, frankly, an argument to be made on the other side. Like, are his teammates going to come out? and Like, they want that. Of course they want Deshaun Watson throwing them the football instead of Baker Mayfield. But I'll say this. Um None of his teammates even came to his defense in any any of the other years as well. Not last year, not the year before that, not the year before that, or the year before that. So it it is something for you to look at, something that is eye-catching. Because if I know if one of my teammates is going through this scrutiny and he's a damn good teammate and I know he's doing everything he's supposed to do, I'm going to come to his defense. Nobody has done that for Baker Mayfield. Don is in Maui calling us all the way. I assume that is Maui, like as in Hawaii. So Don, what is up? What are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Um, hey, what's up guys? Love the show. Um, listen to it every, every day on my drive back and forth. But um, yeah, I just wanted, uh, first thing, you know, respect is commanded and not demanded. He's demanding respect. Um, and, you know, you have to earn that. And once you earn it, then you have to command it. And I don't think he's done that. And I don't see what team he can go to that's going to be better than this team that he's been on and be successful. I mean, he, he had he had it all, you know, he had it all set up in front of him at the beginning of the season. Had everybody ranting and raving, and Greeny was all in on Baker Mayfield going to the Super Bowl. And, and you know, he had, you know, he had his support. But he just didn't. He just didn't put it up, you know. And I just don't see what he can get traded to that's going to be better than this team that he can uh, that he can be successful on. He's going to end up somewhere else because he can't possibly stay with the Cleveland Browns at this point. He is the fourth quarterback on their roster now that they went ahead and signed Josh Dobbs as well. So they're going to have to move Baker Mayfield at some point. We will see Baker Mayfield, another uniform. I guess it remains to be seen whether we're going to see him as a starter or whether we're going to see him as a backup. I do want to continue this conversation about Baker Mayfield. You can always keep the calls coming. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Also coming up, in the show Clayton Kershaw was pulled during a perfect game was it the right decision this is Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas on ESPN radio ESPN radio Baker Mayfield hasn't necessarily had all the on-field success yet in his career but he has certainly had the phone line success here at ESPN radio we are taking your calls on Baker Mayfield, Triple Eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Ethan is in Dallas. Ethan, uh, the rare caller who wants to defend Baker Mayfield. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Ethan. What's up? How do you feel about Baker? Well, I just uh, it's just like there's so many just like holes and and Harry's like offense I guess on Baker it's just like the number one overall pick quarterback standards are just like way too high if you're gonna go for Joe Burrow let's talk about 
Jared Goff. Let's talk about Jameis Winston, even more obnoxious than Baker. Let's talk about you know Kyler Murray. Where is he at? We we don't hold. And all three, the, all 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 of them have been better than Baker. Let's let's say that as well. Have they? Well, I don't think all of them have been better. Have yes, they, they really, have. Have they really? Yes, they have. have. They really though, it's just because the last time I, I checked, Jared Goff went like, to a Super Bowl. The last fine. time I checked, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. By the numbers. The last time I checked, last year Kyler Murray was in contention for the National Football League MVP. Kyler Murray, I'll give not to mention you. in the Kyler same Murray, draft class, Jared Goff by the numbers. The same, that one's hard to the do. The same but I draft class. That he's on a much better team, Jared Goff, and finds himself in a Super Bowl situation. So obviously, fine. The success has been there. I don't think you can necessarily give that type of respect to Jameis. Although I don't want to think he looks good before he got injured last season with the Saints. But I, I mean, he was a disaster in Tampa. I would take Jameis ten times out of ten before I take Baker Mayfield. Well, he's not as a he's quarterback not on my team. More than Baker Mayfield, based on his time in Tampa. So I don't quite know what we're doing. You, that, no, 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 no. Because uh, 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 now, now I got to correct you. Now I got to, I got to correct you. Don't let the the thirty interceptions fool you. Because let's oh. not forget, Jameis Winston threw for five thousand yards as okay, well. Okay, but we can't let the thirty interceptions enter this conversation. <laughs> I mean, the thirty interceptions are real ugly. To that when has Baker Mayfield point, threw for five thousand yards? Okay, but he's thrown for uh, over thirty five hundred yards. He's fallen through almost four thousand yards back in twenty nineteen. He threw. For you know what? Let me do it like this yards. because see this. This is where I want to take this conversation. He never threw thirty interceptions. You this season. you put Jameis Winston on the offense that J- that Baker Mayfield had last year. Are they in the position that they're in? Because the offense was set up perfectly. Right or wrong? I don't I don't know if Jameis Winston You had a could. legit yeah, I'm not I'm not You had a legit offensive James- line. You had Nick Chubb, you had Kareem Hunt, you had three solid tight ends in Austin Hooper and Joku, Harrison Bryant. Not to mention you had two solid wide receivers but, in Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Oh, there's a so lot yes, of quarterbacks I could put, put on that team. You that put would, Jameis Winston why James? in that situation, and he will be better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't know why we're assuming that Jameis Winston would, frankly, be better than Baker Mayfield. There are quarterbacks, of course, that you easily put on that team. Oh Otherwise, that was a well-constructed team. I'm with you. It's y'all not like Baker have doesn't have any TV. weapons what, what and any protection. You? We're about to see it with Deshaun. Like we're about, I'm guessing we're about to see it with Deshaun whenever we finally see Deshaun play, that we are about to see how much better that team is with a better quarterback. We're about to have that conversation and have that evaluation conversation once Deshaun plays for that team because he is a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I'm not out here arguing that. There's been a lot of number one picks, though, that have been busts far worse than Baker Mayfield has been. And I guess that's where I am surprised that this narrative has fallen with Baker, where we act like he's so much worse than everybody else out here. I mean, is Baker Mayfield worse than Josh Rosen? There's been a lot of dudes at that position. Josh Rosen wasn't the number one overall pick either. Oh, where was Josh Rosen picked? Yes, he was, wasn't he? He was, he was there. The wasn't, oh no, he no, was just he their number, first pick was, before Kyler. That that was the same draft class as Baker Mayfield. The same draft class as Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. So let me ask you this: If you put Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen on that team that the Browns had last year, do 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 they do they win? But nobody nobody in their right mind is arguing just, just that Baker Mayfield is 
as good as Josh Allen or as good as Lamar Jackson. That's not the conversation. The conversation. But he was supposed to be because he was the number one overall pick. Okay, That's what every everyone keeps overall forgetting. Overall pick is supposed to be great. And if you have a top three pick at that position and you draft, you only have a fifty percent chance in the top three of that pick working out by the statistics. Why do y'all make so many excuses for Baker Mayfield? I don't get it. I don't. Get I, why I just. Y'all make I don't. Un- for is it Baker because Mayfield? so he because he gets numb? It's because people are out here acting like he's the worst quarterback in the league or the biggest bust that's ever been picked number one, and it's just categorically false Patrick the, you're in the Chicago help me out Patrick offenses. how do you feel about Baker Mayfield yeah so listen first let me say I'm not a Browns fan I don't think Baker Mayfield is some superstar but the, your partner's argument is what's wrong with sports talk today and please before you interrupt let me get to my point all right so look the Browns hadn't made the playoffs in 18 years okay Baker Mayfield puts up some great stats takes into the playoffs, they win the first round of wild card, they go and barely lose to the Chiefs, okay, barely. They could have won that game. He has had no consistency with his offensive coordinator. His head coach is a first-time head coach, the internal hire. And if you look at the history of the NFL, internal hire head coaches have a terrible record. You talk about all these great weapons he had. His wide receiver room was injured most of the year, never consistent. His running back room was the same thing. He had a bad year. Almost anybody would have had a bad year under those circumstances. No, he's not Lamar Jackson. Congratulations. But you can't pick and choose what stats you 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 ignore and what which ones you use for your argument. Yeah, Jameis Winston threw for a whole bunch of yards, but you also, if you're going to Take those stats. You also have to take the interceptions. Have an in-depth thought and conversation instead of surface-level stuff that makes you sound right. Please. Well, let me tell you something, Patrick. I played football for 10 years in the National Football League, so I will probably know before you know, Patrick, just in case you needed a reminder. Just in case Patrick needed a reminder. And, yes, if I wanted to coach football in the National Football (laughs) League, Patrick, I could do that right now. But, see, I turned those down so I could do media. So oh, next Harry time Douglas you call, make sure you know the background more. before you come talking to me. How about you Harry know that, Douglas, Patrick? opinion matters more because he played football. Hogwash. You know whose opinion matters here? Amber Wilson. She never played any football, and she thinks people pile on Baker a little bit too much. That is my opinion. We are going to stick with this Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas here on ESPN Radio because, again, the phone line's lighting up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Scott, he's in Ohio. Baker, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield, Scott? Well, uh, to be completely honest with you, I think Baker did himself a disservice last year. And I'm I'm a lifelong Browns fan, and I'm a huge Baker fan. Um, but I think that him trying to play through the injury, I think, was probably the worst thing that he could have done. Um, I think that if he would have just kind of accepted the fact that, you know, he wasn't going to have a good year, go get the surgery and everything else, let Case Keenum do his thing, I mean – one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, maybe Case Cam goes out and, you know, they go to like a, you know, 6-11 and 11 season, you know, not great. Now all of a sudden the front office is looking at Baker like, okay, maybe we do need this guy. Um, I think that Baker has also always been one of those, and it's gotten him where he is this as you know thus far, but he's he's got a big ego and everything else, and um, it – it, it just didn't fit with that system. It didn't fit with that coach. And I, they didn't, they didn't draft him. That was a completely different regime. 
Um, and I think that Kevin Stefanski was ready to kind of move on to how he wanted to do things. And, you know, Baker kind of gave him that opportunity. They opened up the door um, or he opened up the door to be able to uh, get the boot a little bit. Um, and, and let's not forget also the Kansas City Chiefs game, the first game of the regular season uh, this past year, um, they had a big lead. Uh, obviously, the defense let them down, but Baker had a chance to win that game and threw an interception right in front of me uh, at that game. Um, so there has been moments of brilliance, but there's also been a lot of overthrows and interceptions and timely situations that has kind of caused him to be in the situation that he is now. Oh, and, and no one is out here saying that Baker Mayfield is a top-tier elite quarterback that doesn't make any mistakes. I'm not making that argument. But to your point, Scott, when you're talking about Baker Mayfield, if he had shut it down, when he made a tackle he didn't need to make and gets injured, which is Baker being too tough. And normally we don't chastise the football player for being too tough and putting his body on the line and not worrying about himself, but actually trying to make a play for his team, which is what Baker Mayfield did in that moment when he tried to make a tackle, which ends up costing him his season and also might cost him his career, frankly, because then he comes back and tries to play through injury and he tries to play he tries to be the tough guy and instead of us applauding him that he's playing through injury this has resulted in everybody like harry douglas chastising him but to scott's point harry if they had if he had shut himself down if they had shut him down our lasting memory and the front office's lasting memory of baker mayfield would be coming off that 26 and 8 season not coming off a 17 and 13 everyone who has an injury let's just shut it down because nobody in the nfl plays hurt besides baker mayfield no but quarterbacks do not play through it like baker mayfield Baker Mayfield, I seen Matt Ryan play over and over and over again through injuries that most people wouldn't even play through. So yes, I've seen it. Okay, that's Baker fine. Mayfield Matt Ryan no pass being an example of that. Hurt. Most of these guys people don't. play hurt in the most National Football League week in and week out. Most of these guys wouldn't even make that tackle. Let's be real. Coming up next, we will continue to take your calls on Baker Mayfield, so you can keep those coming. Triple Eight Say ESPN Plus. Jackie Robinson Day is tomorrow. We will get you set for that. This is ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas. ESPN Radio. We haven't heard by now Dodgers starter Clayton Kershaw had a perfect game through seven innings on Wednesday afternoon in Minnesota. Harry Douglas, he had thrown just 80 pitches and he was removed from the game. And I said yesterday when I had this conversation with Chris Canty that this is so silly to me. Now, I'm not one who's out here trying to pretend that I'm a baseball expert or even a deep baseball fan. And that's a problem for baseball, frankly, because baseball needs people like me to get excited about its sport before October. And a perfect game would have done that for me. And now you're not even allowing Clayton Kershaw to attempt the one thing in this sport that he hasn't accomplished, which is such a rare feat that only something like 20 people ever in the history of that sport have accomplished it. I hate this about baseball. What say you, though, Harry Douglas? Ooh, it's, it's a dicey situation, Amber, because I do understand where you're coming from. But on the flip side of it, I do understand what Dave Roberts is coming, coming from as well because when you look at Clayton Kershaw, they need him for the long haul. And I do understand it's early in the season, but you look back at 2021 and Kershaw missed a lot of games because he started having some forearm soreness and some left elbow soreness as well. And then you've got to October 
where that forearm soreness uh, started to start to creep back around, and he didn't pitch in the postseason. He missed the entire postseason. Now, I understand that the Dodgers right now are the favorites to win the World Series or to go to the World Series and have an opportunity to win it. So they don't have Max Scherzer like they had last year. So they're banking on Clayton Kershaw being one of their ace pitchers throughout the season and especially when it comes to the postseason. So Dave Roberts is looking at the long haul and not just the short haul. That's fine, but we're talking about a perfect game. We're not talking about a no-hitter. We're talking about a perfect game. There have been 23 of those in the history of baseball. So if there was ever a time in April to risk, I guess, some soreness to your pitcher, it would be for this. It would be for the perfect game. It would be for the thing that has only happened one other time in your franchise's entire history. Like That is so rare of a feat that it is a once-in-a-generation type of thing, and it's uh, probably the only opportunity Clayton Kershaw is ever going to have in his life to accomplish that goal, even with all of his greatness and even with everything that he's accomplished. So I understand the idea that if you're the manager, you're game planning for October always, and I know if you're the Dodgers, your expectation is the World Series with all the money Mm -hmm. that that organization has spent. I get all of that. It is April. We are talking about a feat that is so rarely accomplished that all eyes are on your sport because you didn't even allow the guy to try to accomplish it. But imagine if, in fact, he had actually accomplished it. This is what baseball would have needed. ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas hanging out with you until 7 p.m. Eastern. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We are getting to your calls. Bryant, James, Gregory, Nick, hang on. I see you all. A triple eight say ESPN 888-729-3776. But first, every April 15th is a special day in baseball. But this year, it's the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson shattering the color barrier and setting the stage for momentous change in society. Today, Billie Jean King, an all-time great in tennis, who was three years old when Robinson debuted for the Brooklyn Dodgers, shares how he inspired her through lifelong battles for women's rights and equality for all. This is part of our series, Black History Always. In my household, because my dad's such a sports nut, he started talking about Jackie Robinson to me as early as I can remember. A few years later in the 50s, I started to watch television and realized that black children could not go to school in the South with white children, and I didn't understand that. So what my dad would explain um, is that Jackie Robinson's trying to break down those barriers so that everybody will be included. I was very conditioned to thinking about inclusion. When I was 12, I had my epiphany at the Los Angeles Tennis Club. I just played tennis for a year, and I started to realize everybody who played was white that I had seen up to this time in my uh, youth. And so I promised myself that day that I'd fight for equality the rest of my life. Live from the Astrodome in Houston, Texas, the tennis battle of the sexes, Billie Jean King versus Bobby Riggs. I'm ready to play, and I'm going to try to win for all the guys around the world who feel as I do, that the male is king, the male is supreme. The women's movement is really making a better life for more people other than just women, and I feel very strongly about it from that point of view. September 20th, 1973, 
I played against Bobby Riggs, who had been the former number one player in the world. I thought about Title IX. I've got to win because I want Title IX to stay strong. I thought about Jackie. I thought about a lot of people. I thought about Althea Gibson. I thought about Martin Luther King Jr. Those are the people you do think about before you play a match like I played against Bobby Riggs. I mean, I know that I only have one moment in time that I have to win that match. 90 million people saw it throughout the world, so it was a big influencer to that match. The women's movement was at its height, the second wave, and I wanted that to be carried forward. I only had one night, um, and I knew how crucial it was. Um, Jackie, every day he'd wake up, he has to think, well, he's got to suck it up every morning and get ready for this onslaught of racism. I want to wake up with fire in the belly every morning and get ready for the day. And I think Jackie Robinson's legacy, his memory, um, is still very much alive. It's not about the past. It's about now and the future because of what Jackie Robinson stands for, to stand up, to be included, to be treated fairly like every human being wants to be. Billie Jean King won 39 major titles, 12 in singles, and she led the battle for women to receive equal prize money in tennis. For our interview, she said she wore Dodger blue in honor of Jackie Robinson and because she's a part owner of the team. Please join us again tomorrow as we conclude our countdown to April 15th with another firsthand reflection in our series, Jackie to Me. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas here on ESPN Radio taking you up until 7 p.m. Eastern. We are taking your phone calls on Baker Mayfield. Nick is in Chicago. He's out here to try to defend Baker Mayfield a little bit. Nick, what are your thoughts on Baker? Uh, basically, you guys keep bringing up Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, being in the same draft class. And uh, besides the, the other two games that Lamar missed last year, if you hold up both Baker and Lamar's stats side by side, minus Lamar's rushing yards, they're identical. <laughs> and if, if not, they're a tiny bit better. Well, minus, in fairness, minus <laughs> Lamar's rushing I, yards, I, I'm uh, gonna, I'm that's gonna one let, way Amber, to do it. I'm going to let you take this one because I, I, all I could do is laugh. No, I think everybody uh, actually wants could... you to take that one a little bit. But, I mean, listen, obviously, I don't think that it's hard to discount the greatness of Lamar Jack. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback who's no, won no, no. an MVP. When you say his name, make sure y'all say former MVP of the National yeah, I just said we're talking about a quarterback who's won an MVP. Right, exactly. I mean, that and Baker Mayfield Their stats are exactly the same. Oh, my goodness. The man, entire team was injured from start to finish, Lamar Jackson. And he was the only sole reason that Baltimore even had a chance to win a football game. So I'm sorry, Nick. Your argument is terrible. Listen, I appreciate Nick out here trying to help out my argument because I do oh, yeah. think, but again, it, we pile it wasn't on a good Baker one. too much. <laughs> it wasn't a good that one. That might not have been the best way to go about it because I can't even quite get on board with the Lamar Jackson slander coming off of last season. It was a down season for everybody in that Ravens organization because, to Harry's point, nobody was playing for that Raider or that Ravens organization last season because quite literally that whole team was, was injured and dealing with COVID protocols and everything else. So, Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I'm not sure that needs to be the conversation, but there's still a lot of Baker Mayfield conversation to get to. Also, a lot of James Harden conversation. Let's make it controversial. This is ESPN Radio.